Welcome back to another episode of Time Out with the Sports Doctor, where life, sports, and medicine intersect. I'm your host, Dr. Derek Burgess. Definitely are smart enough because I believe everyone's smart to some degree. It's really more about work ethic than anything. You know, um, can you put in the time and the effort to uh, learn the information and then be able to apply it and then eventually be able to to uh, treat patients? Good morning, Donovan. Welcome to the show. Hey, glad to be here. All right. So we, today we have uh, Donovan Dahmer. He is a rising third year medical student at the University of South Alabama. Um, also attended undergraduate school there as well, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tell me where you grew up. So I grew up in, I guess you would say Edenville, which is uh, just a couple of minutes from North Forest Elementary and High School. So, you know, about 10 minutes from Hattiesburg, but like you said, it's not, we're, we're like right on the line of like Jones County, but I just say Hattiesburg just to make it simple. Sure, everyone. sure. Yeah, no, I'm from a small town too. So I understand always having to explain where you're from. Right, right, uh, right, exactly. So tell me growing up, uh, small town, Mississippi, mm-hmm. how did you end up in medical school? What was your, your early childhood like? So my mom, before she got into teaching, she was into, um, she was a pharmaceutical sales rep. So she was very much in the medical field, very much interacting with the doctors. And, you know, she wanted her kids to have a career that, you know, provided well for them and that um, allowed for job security. You know, when she became a teacher, she she saw the importance of education. So, you know, you take those, uh, you know, different factors and and, and, you know, she, she didn't, you know, pressure me into becoming a, um, a physician, but she definitely said like, hey, this is a great route. You know, you obviously have a, um, you know, you have the work ethic, you have the determination to get here. This is an option for you. She did the same thing with, with my sister, with nursing. So pretty much, I would say my mom played the most uh, influential factor when it came to me wanting to be a, a physician. And then obviously I took over as I got older and, and learned more about the, about the medical field. Will you be the first physician in your family? Yes, yes, I will be, I will be. Okay. Exactly. So 24 years old, headed into your third year of medical school. Uh, tell me how you, you know, so I met you when you were at University of South Alabama as undergraduate student, correct? Yes, sir. And at that time, I believe you're about you were entering to maybe your junior, your senior year. You were studying for MCAT, which is the main test that we have to take to get into medical school. Right. Um, and tell, kind of give a little backstory on how we met. So yeah, so I was in in undergrad. Um, I was very interested in orthopedics, uh, specifically sports medicine. But you know, I had I had never shadowed, so I really didn't know what what it was truly like, obviously, you know, when you have a specialty in mind, you really don't, um, you really don't know too much about it. So you can really see it and, and, and talk to the physician um, who's in the specialty and, and be able to see the surgery. So, you know, me and my mom and my dad, we were looking for, you know, a mentor for me in the field. And, um, you know, my mom, she works at Jones for, for those who don't know, she's a um, English teacher there. Um, but she, I believe she talked to the assistant football coach or maybe one of the trainers. And I think she might've mentioned that I was interested in sports medicine. And he said, oh, he should go shadow Dr. Burgess. He's orthopedics, sports medicine, great guy. 
uh, he'd love to have them. So um, we pretty much got your information. And, and before we knew it, you know, I was up there having lunch with, with you and, and meeting your nurses and, and everything. So. so the way your story started um, is very similar to how many people approach me. It's usually a mother involved, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> mom is like, my kid wants to be a surgeon. My kid wants to be a doctor. Can they meet you? Can they shadow you? And my answer is always yes, right? right? And I say yes without even a thought because those that follow through on it, far less than probably 5%, far less than that probably. Because it's usually mother makes initial contact um, and then I might speak with the kid one time or they never show up to the office. I, I've had physicians say, oh, my kid wants to be a surgeon. Can they please come hang out? Sure, never show up. So wow. that's the difference. So you follow through, right? So you show up the first day, you have your, your little notepad, um, your pen, <laughs> you have your interview questions together. And I remember talking to Dr. Black who works with me. I'm like, man, this kid's pretty sharp. He might be on the something. <laughs> so, you know, so you sat down, you interviewed me, you hung out that first day and then you kept coming back. Mm-hmm. Which, right. you know, the follow through piece is what is, that's the reason why you're in medical school now and not, still sitting at home thinking about being a doctor. So, yeah, I I credit you. Kudos on that. (laughs) Appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I met you undergraduate. Uh, You kept coming back during the summer, during your breaks. That's a similar uh, story to what I have. When I first decided I want to be, um, go to medical school, be an orthopedic surgeon. I had the opportunity of shadowing Dr. John Young, who was my orthopedic surgeon in high school. And I would go back during undergraduate, continue during medical school. That's how he would let me hang out with him in the office. I attended several surgical procedures. And that exposure is invaluable. I feel that's truly the only way you know um, if that's what you want to do or not. So exactly, exactly. All right. So let's fast forward to medical school now. Mm -hmm. Um, So how has medical, how has that experience been? Oh man, it's, it's, it's an experience. It's, it's been one of the, by far, um, you know, the most challenging, um, just thing in general that I've ever done. Uh, you know, it's, I I knew that it was going to be difficult. You know, every, everyone knows that medical school is going to be difficult. I mean, it's medical school, but I did not know that it would be pretty much studying. I mean, essentially all the time, like, you know, obviously, you want to try to live a, a, a balanced life, uh, but, you know, you have to study and, and you have to study every day. You know, it's, it's, it's not one of those things that you can cram for last minute. It's, it's, you know, hitting the note cards, you know, hitting the lectures every single day or, or you'll get behind, you know, and, and you'll and you'll um, you'll be at risk for, for failing out. So, you know, it's been it's been hard, but, it, you know, it's also been a blessing because it's it's something that I've always wanted to do you know, um, learning about the body, learning about, you know, hypertension and, and diabetes and just the different chronic diseases that you see, you know, or you hear about mainly every day, either on the TV or from your relatives. So it was really cool to kind of start putting those pieces together as far as just like, oh, okay, this is why this works this way. You know, this is why this patient presents this way. You know, it was really cool. And then, you know, I had a lot of good friends um, or I've made a lot of good friends some from undergrad that have um, continued to medical school as well. And, you know, we all just kind of went through it together. We all said, Hey, you know, we're here, 
let's try to have fun when we can, but let's, let's try to help each other and let's try to get through this. Um, so you mentioned the day-to-day study grind. So most people, you know, when you go to undergraduate, you study, you cram, whatever it is. But like you said, in medical school, you have to study every day. And that brings, that alone means you have to sacrifice a lot. You can't go to all the family events. You can't go to the parties, you know, medical students party, whatever day they take a test. It might be a Wednesday, you know, a Monday, whatever. That's your day to de-stress. And then the next day it's back on the grind. Um, How often do you test in medical school? The first two years are we tested uh, biweekly. So we'd have biweeklies, which is every two weeks. And then at the end of each module for a body system, for example, um, cardiovascular, we'd have probably about four exams every two weeks. And then at the very end, we'd have a final or a mini board, which is essentially like standardized questions from step one, uh, our boards. Um, and, and that would be, that'd be pretty much it. And then we'd have, you know, we'd have a quiz probably about once a week. Now, one main thing that we talk about, I started this platform because when you meet successful people, no matter what it is, you know, you may, you're in medical school. So there's someone in high school looking at you like Donovan's in medical school. I can never do it. But until they understand really your backstory, any adversities you had to overcome, that helps someone else identify with where you are now. Um, so tell me about any adversities that you had to overcome to get to medical school. Yeah, so, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, a naturally um, gifted, just automatically get it and, and I can take an exam on it. I have to study, you know, I, I've always been like that. And, and I've heard there's two types of people in medical school. There's the ones who, like me, have to study hard. The ones who just kind of get it, maybe have to do some monkey cards, but they pretty much can just blow the test, you know, blow the exam out of the water. So uh, for me, I would say that adversity came from learning how to are actually developing a very strong work ethic and learning how to study, learning how to study efficiently. Um, because, you know, when I first entered medical school, me and, and several others, we failed our first, it was a practice exam, but it was still an exam and it still shocked us. So I had to learn essentially how to be adaptable along my path uh, of, of education. You know, I've had to, um, you know, when I was taking AP courses, I wasn't doing so well. So I had to adapt and I had to study better. I had to study more efficiently. So my advice to, to any of the high school students <clears throat> or even undergrads who are listening to this thinking, mm, I may not be smart enough to get to medical school. Well, it's, I mean, you definitely are smart enough because I believe everyone's smart to some degree. It's really more about work ethic than anything. You know, um, can you put in the time and the effort to uh, learn the information and then be able to apply it and then eventually be able to, to uh, treat patients someday? And and so, you know, it's just, it's all about being adaptable and it's all about just having a strong work ethic. That's what I'd probably put it down to as far as just overcoming adversity. Uh, Tell me about, so you just finished your first two clinical years. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the big exam you just took. You just took part, uh, step one. So that's a huge hurdle. Tell me about that. Right. So I haven't gotten my score back, so I can't really tell you exactly. Man, you passed. You passed. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, it was overall, it was just, uh, I mean, it was just a, it was a very difficult experience. I mean, everyone, everyone that I've talked to said, hey, you know, that was a rough month or month and a half of my life. 
you know, but you know, it's, it's, it's part of it. You know, when we all got into medical school, we all knew step one was, was looming over our heads like a dark cloud. So we knew that, Hey, the day is, is going to come someday. So we might as well get ready. So during the year, you know, I tried to, to prepare as much as possible to kind of make my dedicated period of studying a little bit, um, a little bit less stressful, but man, it was still pretty much wake up study and pretty much going to bed studying. So um, I had to, luckily I was here at home. So I was able to kind of talk to my parents and, you know, um, get them to kind of, you know, talk, socializing really helps with, with the mental health and, and taking your eyes off of a computer or a book for a minute. So that really helped and then exercising and everything, but, you know, made it through it. So praise the Lord, man. <laughs> yeah. So now on to third year. So that's a huge transition from the clinical year. Now you're in the clinical year. So you'll be on different rotations, training, actually patient interaction, um, which is really why you're in medical school to learn how to interact with patients, learn how to treat medical conditions. And that's a huge step. Now, tell me about, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about your great grandfather, right? Right. So uh, Vernon Dahmer. So I initially met you before I knew who he was. So I'm listening to the news one day and they're talking about someone who I won't spoil it, but I hear his name and then I make the connection. I said, hold on, that's the student that has been coming to my office. So tell me about your great grandfather, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great grandfather. Um, you know, unfortunately, I never got to meet him. Um, but, you know, I've heard, obviously, I've heard so many stories about him. And, you know, he really sounds like he was a, a amazing man. You know, there's one thing there's one thing about um, you know, trying to make a difference in the world, but it's a whole different story when you're not only trying to make a difference, but you have a whole bunch of pushback from essentially everyone around you. Um, cause you know, he was fighting for civil rights, but obviously there was, um, you know, in Mississippi, there was a clan, uh, who was trying to scare him, but you know, he said, no, I want to make a difference. I want, um, African-Americans to have the right to vote, to have all the rights of just, a of just a, you know, average American citizen. So, you know, that alone just, just shows the, you know, the kind of man that he was, the, the bravery and the, and the integrity. And, and really it's, you know, it doesn't put pressure on me, but it does make me just simply want to be, you know, like him in a sense, um, as far as just um, being, make, wanting to make an impact in the world and, and, and essentially being just a, a really, you know, awesome man for lack of better, you know, terminology, but yeah. Yeah. So like you said, voter rights is what he stood upon. Right. Mm -hmm. And essentially in the end gave his life for that cause um, and paid poll tax for many people. So they had the right to vote. Um, legislation really made a push for African-Americans to have equal rights and ability to vote. So truly neither one of us are here in medical school as an orthopedic surgeon without the efforts of your grandfather and many of other um, people in during that era to get us to where we are now. So, uh, but yeah, so tell me about in 2020 special recognition for your grandfather. Tell me about that. Yeah. So unfortunately, obviously I wasn't able to be there, but that was, that was a very, Oh man, that was a, that was a very uh, just amazing moment. Um, being able to, you know, get that photo from my parents, 
that that just uh, showed a you know a statue of my great because you know when when you when you look at statues, you know personally I love them. I think they're cool. But for many, many people, they don't have a, you know, a, a, a connection to them, you know, as far as like, you know, family and generations and everything. But it's like, for me, seeing that statue, I'm like, wow, I actually have a, con- like, that's my great grandfather that I'm seeing, you know, in Hattiesburg. And, you know, honestly, if I could just boil it down to just a few more sentences, it was just, I mean, it was just an honor just to have um, him and, and my family, you know, to be recognized the way they were um in in the city that i was born in and that i've always been raised in so um overall it was just you know overwhelmingly just grateful so tell me the words that are written on the bottom of that statue so i believe it's if you don't vote you don't count as far as don't vote you don't count i mean and that's simple right (laughs) um but strong words very strong words so i'll share a story about my children so now they get to go african-american history museum in jackson mississippi and they saw your grandfather there so when they came home they were telling me about him and then you know i made the connection hey i know his great grandson he's in medical school now so now you're a hero in their eyes as well so you know but you know they understand his role in especially mississippi history but also the history of america as well now that you're in your third year, tell me about what specialty you're looking into go. Uh, tell me about what specialty you plan to pursue. Right, right. Okay. So I have it, you know, well, first off, I'm going into third year with an open mind, um, which a lot of people recommend that because you see so much. But as far as as far as my interests, I'd say that, that you know, I have four, um, one being ophthalmology, the second being physical medicine and rehab the third being internal medicine and then the fourth being family medicine. So um, really kind of all across the board, all across, all across the the spectrum. Um, But um, yeah, but still, you know, still, still open-minded, still hoping to shadow in a lot of different things. So, you know, you never know really. Yeah. So do you do any mentoring yourself? Are you helping any other um, people that are interested in getting to medical school at this point? Yes, yes, I, um, I do. I have one buddy. Um, his name is, is Joseph. Um, he is a, uh, he's a, I believe he's a rising junior. So he's taking, or no, rising senior. So he's taking the MCAT right now. So I've been helping him with that. Um, I also have a um, young guy by the name of Devin. Um, his, his mom was my religion teacher in high school. So I talked to him. He's in he's an undergrad and, and he's he's a super hard worker, super motivated. So I talked to him from time to time. Then I have a few other people who are also an undergrad that, that I talk to, not as often as Joseph and Devin. Um, but you know, I'm always open to talk to people to to get them, you know, the information they need to get to the next step, whether that's you know, college, medical school, high school, et cetera. You know, I'm always open to um to just talking with people and helping them be successful. So with mentorship, which is something that has played a huge role in my life, you know, I feel like it's always important to have someone that's mentoring you. That's one thing. Um, And then somebody on your same level, kind of like an accountability partner um, that's going through this struggle with you, but also to be reaching back, um, making sure that you're bringing someone else along with you. Um, And you're not just taking from people. That's the way that you give back. So I'm really proud to hear that you're doing that. 
So tell me about, you know, 2020 COVID, how did that affect your medical school training? You know, so the way our medical school is set up, and I believe most medical schools are set up is, you know, you can either come to class um, or you can just watch online lectures. Um, So in the beginning, I went to class, but towards the towards the middle of the year, I began doing the lectures because you could watch a little faster. I could plan my day. Uh, So honestly, you know, COVID really didn't change the way I learned because I was already learning from home anyway. Um, But what it did change were those clinical experiences like the shadowing, um, the standardized patients um, that we are the clinical skills that we practice on each week. um, And kind of like the the, the in-person sessions with just, you know, physicians and them discussing things um, that, you know, we were able that we weren't able to have. Um, so overall, I mean, it didn't really affect me too much. And I honestly, I was able to come home and have my parents here to help me out. So that was great. Uh, but as far as just getting that hands-on learning, it did affect that. Yeah. You were very fortunate. Like you said, if this had to happen during your third or fourth year, when you were supposed to be in the hospital, you would have been more greatly impacted by the fact that you were still in the clinical years that worked out for you. Yes. Yes. All right. So, you know, time out with the sports doctor. So I say this is your final time out. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to switch it up a little bit today. I'm going to give you the opportunity. I usually ask a couple of questions, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask me a question about something that you might want to know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I guess a a question for you is, you know, when I um, so, you know, you've been mentoring me for a couple of years and, you know, you've watched me grown, but I guess you know, over these past couple of years, how have you grown as a surgeon? Um, because, you know, I, I believe you were maybe, h- how many years were you removed from residency when I first started talking with you? So uh, it was 2018. So I was in my fifth year of practice. Yes. Yeah, so, so how, I guess, how have you evolved from year five to, I guess this would be year eight? Yeah. So very good question. Um, each procedure, each patient encounter, you gain more confidence, Um, you gain even looking into kind of reviewing what you've done in the past, you can go over your outcomes and you just, you know, continue to become a better physician. So with medicine, it's the practice of medicine, right? So it's an art form to it. You don't come out day one knowing everything. And even, you know, 10 years into it, you still don't know everything. However, if you commit yourself to the daily learning experience, and learning from every patient encounter, learning from every surgical procedure, you continue to improve. Um, And looking at your success, looking at your failures, I feel that that's one thing that I've been able to um, take the things that don't go well and say, why did it not go well? And learn from that. And um, I feel that I'm a better, uh, more well-rounded surgeon at this point. Um, My skill set is still developing. I feel that I continue to uh, try to reach back and mentor other people, um, and then leadership. So my role as a leader in medicine has grown. I'm currently uh, the medical staff president of the hospital. Um, that's something that t- comes with time um, and continuing to just try to improve every day, every day, try to be a better person. All right. So what any, uh, what's your favorite book other than the textbooks? Are you uh, reading anything for leisure? Um, you know, man, the only thing I'm really reading probably consistently every day, 
I would say it's probably just, you know, the Bible is probably my only thing. But as far as just like leisure reading, oh, which obviously, I mean, that's leisure reading. It, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, as far as leisure reading, you know, not really. I would say that back in quarantine, I was reading um, Kingdom Man by Dr. Tony Evans. Yeah. Um, and that was a really great book. Uh, still kind of working on that. But uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd say those two books are probably my most recent and consistent reads. Sure, sure. So do you have a quote or a motto that you live by? So I was actually just talking to my friend about this. So yeah, um, I would say for this year, it's probably going to be um, Matthew 633 from um, the book of Matthew in the Bible. Uh, and that just talks about, you know, um, just seeking God first before everything else. So I would say that that's probably my motto for this year, just to kind of, um, you know, keep me focused on you know, hey, medicine is bigger than me. Medicine is bigger than just, you know, me taking exams. It's actually, you know, helping people, helping patients, um, you know, serving God and, and, and serving his people. So I would say that's my motto for this year. It, it changes, but. That's excellent. That's excellent. Man, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Um, thank you. Thank you. It's, this is a special relationship because you are the first medical student um, you know, that I've seen start out before and make it to medical school. So, you know, this relationship is special to me as well. And I want to see you do well. You know, I wanted you to be an orthopedic surgeon, but it doesn't matter at <laughs> the end of the day. Uh, whatever you turn out to be, you're going to give back to your community and contribute to this world, contribute to the field of medicine greatly. So continue to keep your head down. Uh, third and fourth year, it passes by quickly. Before you know it, you'll be uh, getting ready to go try to figure out what the rest of your career will be. So like you said, you're going in with an open mind. I really commend you on that because I said I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon from the beginning and it turned out to happen just like that, but that's not the norm, right? Mm -hmm. Most people go into third year saying, hey, I want to do X and come out and say I'm doing Y or right. Z, right? So uh, keep your open mind and that's the best thing to do. I just want to thank you really fast for, you know, um, being willing to, to mentor me because, you know, um, out of, you know, all the physicians that I've met so far, I mean, you've definitely been uh, the coolest, again, for lack of better terminology, but also just, you know, one who's willing to text me, you know, whenever I had any questions, it's pr pretty much, you know, every time I, I had a question, I texted you, you've always texted me back, um, you know, weekend in the evening time, you know, in the morning. So, you know, I really appreciate that as a student. And I'm sure that, you know, the students that, you know, you will mentor in the future will also appreciate that. So that's definitely something that I want to, to model as a physician, what, what, you've, what you've done and what you've accomplished um, is something that I definitely want to, to um, model and, and, and give back the way you've given back essentially. So, yeah, so, you know, me and, and, and the community, we appreciate you as well. And I appreciate hearing that. And one thing I try to live by is that I can't pay it back, but I can pay it forward. So right, uh, right. continue to do the same thing along the journey. All right. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Oh, no problem. Thank you for your continued support with this podcast. A five-star review would be greatly appreciated. Subscribe to this podcast so you can continue to get the updated information and new episodes. Thank you. Coming right back. Time out with the sports doctor. Welcome to the podcast. Let's go.